Are you concerned about your student that's heading for college? Are you worried that they're not going to adjust after all the weird, strange changes in education since COVID hit? Today's program is going to talk about some of those changes. Today we're going to talk about college and COVID. I found an article in the Chronicle of Higher Education called A Stunning Level of Student Disconnection. And I was really sort of taken aback by what I read in the article. And I wanted to take some time today to share with you some of the struggles that new college students are facing heading to college as COVID winds down. As a parent or teacher of a student either in college or heading to college, this information might be able to help you help your student a little bit better. So welcome to College Disabilities and Success, Episode 61, College After COVID with Mickey Hayes. The opinions in this podcast are my own, but please reach out to your college, physician, or legal services for additional information. From A Stunning Level of Student Disconnection by Beth McMurtry. In 20 years of teaching at Doan University, Kate Marley has never seen anything like it. 20 to 30 percent of her students do not show up for class or complete any of the assignments. The moment she begins to speak, she says, their brains seem to shut off. If she asks questions on what she's been talking about, they don't have any idea. On tests, they struggle to recall basic information. Stunning is the word she uses to describe the level of disengagement she and her colleagues have witnessed across the Nebraska campus. I don't seem to be capable of motivating them to read textbooks or complete assignments, she says of that portion of her students. They are kind kids. They are really nice to know and talk with. I enjoy them as people. But, she says, I can't figure out how to help them learn. Those words are not unique. They are no reflection on Doan University because it appears as though that is a situation that is currently being seen throughout the country at various different colleges. Recently, the Chronicle of Higher Education asked some of their faculty members to talk about their experiences with student disengagement this past year. And they had over 100 responses. And some of the words that showed up in that questionnaire, in that study, were words like defeated, exhausted, and overwhelmed. Now, the responses from that survey were from all over different kinds of colleges. There were community colleges, public universities, small private colleges, very highly selective colleges. So the range of responses came from various types of college, but they all seem to be talking about a common thread, that fewer students show up to class. And those who are in class avoid speaking when they can. Many skip the homework and the readings for the homework, and they just have trouble remembering and struggle on tests. The survey said that there's a sense of feeling overwhelmed, existential dread of COVID, and now Ukraine from their daily ability to live. It's a very disheartening bit of information, but I think it bears listening to and looking at, because what we really need to do is help our students, our young adults, be ready for college and adjust to college and really have a very clear understanding of university life. So many of these kids, and the the article said most of the kids that struggle are the kids that are new to college. They suggest that it has to do with the last couple of years of all the online learning, 
teaching and flexible deadlines and changes to the curriculum as people adjusted to the new reality during COVID. And as they're getting back to the normal swing of things, they're not automatically bouncing back into it. For students with disabilities, this can be especially disconcerting because you and I both know how much of a struggle kids have at college and how difficult sometimes adjustment to college can be for students with disabilities. Now, if your child has a disability and is seeing a doctor or a counselor or a therapist for anything, I would have these conversations with that doctor or with the therapist to see what sort of suggestions they have. But I think the bottom line is the more preparation your child has for college, the more likely they're going to be successful. And that means doing a little bit of extra time before the classes start to go to campus, to walk around, to look through their books, to talk to their professors, to talk to disability services, to get their accommodations in place early so they're ready to go, understand what those accommodations are and how those accommodations work, to understand the technology that is expected to see if there's any kind of accommodation your child needs with regards to technology. I think a lot of the frustration that people are experiencing is they're coming back to a situation and they're not quite sure what to do. They're just not sure what's expected of them. And there's still a lot of pressure and a lot of stress and a lot of fear over being out there with COVID. So the combination of COVID in particular and the stress of day-to-day life can be very complicated when you throw college into the mix. You want your child to be ready for the rigors of college, the expectations of college. Let's say a student has to do several chapters of reading. This would be a very good time to use some sort of electronic reader, some way to get your books on electronically, your textbooks electronically, so that you can not only read the textbook, but hear it as it's being read. And these are accommodations that the disability services can make for you. So talk to the disability services, find out about getting electronic texts, see what their requirements are to get that accommodation. Have a conversation about note takers as well. How can your child get a decent set of notes if they struggle with writing notes? Again, this is an accommodation that the disability services can arrange for you. Now, one of the things that I don't recommend is extending deadlines and due dates. Those should be only extended in an extreme medical situation where the person's health is really impacting their ability to meet the deadline that the teacher has given. But deadlines are a critical problem in any year, at any time, with kids when they come out of high school. They're just not used to having to meet deadlines. And when they get to college, that will change. So getting them used to deadlines is another technique you could do at home that helps your child develop that mindset of dealing with a deadline. The problem with extending deadlines when you're in college is that there are parameters to make that happen. If a student wants an incomplete and wants to finish a course into the next semester, it becomes a compounded problem depending on when that coursework is due to be finalized because every college sets their own standards for that and some colleges don't finalize until into the next semester. So if your student is trying to learn 
stuff for the new semester on top of finishing stuff from the old semester and the incomplete, that becomes a real problem. So I really hesitate to suggest extending deadlines unless there is a very valid and unavoidable circumstance. Sometimes students are so used to getting decent grades, A's and B's, especially in the high school, if they've had a lot of accommodations that they may not see again in college. So you also have to think about disappointment. If the student doesn't get an A or if the student doesn't pass the first test, it's not the end of the world. It's not complete devastation. Things will go on in the next test. You learn the lesson and get a little better. But it's really important for a parent and a child to be on the same page as far as expectations are concerned. One of the accommodations that you can ask for if you're afraid that your child's going to be overwhelmed by a full course load is a reduced course load. Have your child talk to disability services and find out about the opportunities for a reduced course load. The parameters are for that at your particular college. Now bear in mind, if you take a reduced course load instead of getting 12 or 15 credit hours full-time, you might only be taking nine credit hours. In that case, it's definitely going to take you longer to graduate. So it will extend graduation. And it may ultimately affect your financial aid down the road, so you have to investigate that as well. But taking a reduced course load officially with an accommodation means that your student, your child, will still have all the benefits of being a full-time student in college for things like insurance and things like that. Every semester, I used to have a student or two come in and ask for the reduced course load accommodation. And, you know, not everybody needs it or wants it, but if you have a child who is struggling a lot and you're a little fearful of the course load that they're going to have to be taking, you might want to look into that as an option, the reduced course load as an option. Completing assignments is important. Making sure their homework is done when they expect it to be done and making sure they are doing everything that the professor expects them to do. Most of that stuff is written down in the syllabus and in any handout that the professor gives your child. So it would be very important for you and your child to explore that syllabus together so that you're both on the same page of what the expectations are when they get to college. And also figure out a way between you and your kid how to organize and keep track of the materials. Because when a teacher hands out a paper with directions on it and they don't know where that paper went to, it can only lead to problems. So figuring out a way to keep track of things that will work best for you and your child. Because now as a parent, you have to step away. Your child is 18. You can't go and talk to the teachers. That just doesn't happen at college. And you can't really go and talk to disability services, not without your child's permission. Everything you do has to be with your child's permission. And they're not going to want you talking to their teachers because nobody else in that room has a parent talking to the teachers. This is adulting, and they need to be ready for adulting. And that means they need to be ready to take care of business as it occurs. So you be there to help them behind the scenes, but they have to actually go up and face the music and talk to people that they need to talk to. Also, if your child is struggling, do not hesitate to use the college's mental 
Health Services. Have your child reach out to a counselor with the mental health services to get some added support and some additional support. Too many kids feel like they're alone struggling with things. And it helps to go to talk to somebody at the college who's familiar with the kinds of situations that students find themselves dealing with. Problems that are often unique to a college student. And so these are the people that can make a difference and help your child. The resources are there, so seek them out. They can make a big difference in somebody's life and struggle, especially if your child is dealing with health care without insurance. So definitely have your child talk to the health center at the college. You can't do that, but you can encourage your child to do that. The important point to take away from this College After COVID podcast today is that don't be surprised if your child struggles when your child heads to college. Help your child be prepared for walking into college by talking to disability services. Go there the first time with your child so that you and your child hear the same information, but then step back and help your child from behind the scenes. Read the syllabus together. Make sure that you and your child both understand exactly what the teacher is doing. Make sure you and your child both understand the protocols for getting accommodations, the protocols for the documentation they need for accommodations. All of those questions are answered at Disability Services because remember, every college is free to make their own parameters and guidelines for that. So you really need to have your child investigate your particular choice of college and how they do things. Because if you change colleges, it isn't necessarily going to be the same way. Also, understand financial aid, because if you don't pass a class, what is that going to do to your financial aid? How many times can that happen before they won't let you back in? Those are questions you need to ask at Disability Services and at financial aid. College is a wonderful experience, and your kids will adjust to it. It's getting through that transition period, those first few semesters and first few months of college, getting used to the rigors of college. Those are the critical times, so be aware of that as well. Eventually, mom and dad, you can step back and breathe a little bit, but you're you're probably going to have to keep a close watch at home. Thank you for joining me today. There are links for the article that I read to you called A Stunning Level of Student Disconnection will be in the show notes and also the link for Penn State Student Affairs Center for Collegiate Mental Health has some statistics in there for some surveys they did with several hundred thousands of students at between 85 and 100 counseling centers. So there's quite a bit of data to support the information in the article. And both of those links will be in your show notes today. When you are getting your child ready for college, please take a look at the course that I put together. Honestly, I have it marked really low, $20, so that you can go in and sit down with your child and know everything that your child can be expected to know when they leave high school and head to college. It's called College and Disabilities, Nine Changes from High School that Every Parent Should Know, and it has a lot of information that will make a big difference in knowing what to expect this fall. If you have any questions about anything at all, please reach out to me. My email is mickeyteaches at gmail.com. 
That's M-I-C-K-I-E, teaches at gmail.com. And my website is mickeyteaches.com. Keep the faith, Mom and Dad. It'll be okay. Have a great rest of the day. Bye. Information contained throughout this podcast has been gleaned from my own personal experiences. But to ensure accuracy, please contact the Disability Services at the college of your choice to have first-hand information and the most up-to-date policies and procedures followed by your particular institution of higher education. The content in any of these podcasts is not intended as a substitute for information from legal educational or medical professionals. Always seek the advice of your attorney or qualified health care provider with any questions you may have with regards to legal, educational, or medical concerns. 